For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long We need leaders who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's, that's wrong We must take We must take America back, folks, and uh, welcome to Republic Broadcasting Network and the National Intelligence Report for Friday, the 21st day of July in the year of 2023. And uh, before we jump into today's program, I would just like to encourage all of you to go to republicbroadcasting.org and hit the donate button or call in. You can make donations that way. Folks, if we're going to take America back, we have to have free speech. We have to be able to reach other people. We have to be able to take them the truth as opposed to the government psyop lies. And so please... Help us to the best of your ability here at Republic Broadcasting and support the advertisers at Republic Broadcasting, please. And uh, today I am very, very fortunate in having my old friend from up there in uh, the mountains of North Kakalaki, none other than Blackbird Nine himself. Uh, Frederick, how are you today, sir? Greetings, good sir. Happy Friday from Blackjack Mountain, North Kakalaki. Hope you're having a great day. Oh well, it's cooled off to ninety six, so we're we're uh, doing real well. Oh yeah, uh, that's one of the things we're spoiled here on Blackjack, and uh, just you know, thoughts to all those people out there, especially in the chat room, that are dealing with those hundred and ten plus temperatures out west. That's miserable. <laughs> Oh, I was talking with a good friend up in the mountains of Montana, and they were in the 90s today. Frederick, it's getting nasty, buddy. Oh, yeah. Summertime, well, summertime. <laughs> summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime. Yeah, remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure the people didn't tune in to hear me sing. Oh, so, me uh, <laughs> either. I tried that. It didn't go so well. <laughs> it didn't work well. <laughs> it didn't work. Okay, well, you know, gosh, uh, between the two of us, I'm sure we could compose some kind of off-the-rail song for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I but, always uh, threaten to start singing again just to get even, but, you know, that's just that's just being small again. <laughs> oh, well, how nice of you, Frederick. Uh, well, uh, buddy, uh, we talked today about or uh, discussed a subject for today, and that would be how do we ever convince 300 million people in this country that the Constitution doesn't limit government and that the Bill of Rights gives them no rights or privileges. What exactly would it take to do that? A miracle. We need a miracle. That's what we need here. Yeah, and yeah, not only that, but when we look at you know, the bigger picture of, and oh yeah, by the way, all you other white nations, your governments are just as corrupt and heading in the wrong way as well. You know, it's this this idea of you don't have rights anymore. They see you as cattle. 
you know, they want to move to a post-free will new world order. You know, how do you wake people up to say, if we don't address this cabal, you know, we're going to be living, you know, pretty bad dystopia. So, you know, uh, how do we do it, Mr. the rebel madman? How would the rebel madman go about this? <laughs> well, you know, the first thing is, before you can extricate yourself from a disaster, you have to realize you're in one. Exactly. And uh, evidently, regardless of how hard we try, we don't seem to be able to wake up. Because I tell you what, every day somewhere I see somebody say, well, if we could just get back to our Constitution as the founders intended, uh, or if, uh, you know, uh, we've got these rights, let's stand up for our rights. Uh, You know, stand up for your rights, I, I really don't understand that, because they believe they have something they don't. They believe that the Bill of Rights was actually written to protect the individual rights of the people, when in fact, in the very first Senate, they, the Senate stated exactly the opposite. The rights misted, the right, I'm sorry, the rights listed in the various bills of rights, federal and state, are not rights to the people. They said that, uh, and I don't know, and they've uh, said about proving it for about 234 years. So, I don't know, uh, if you ever wake these people up, Frederick, I'm just really not sure, but it sure is exasperating. And they talk about limited government. Well, the thing that really bothers me is if you weren't a historical dumbass, you would understand that the Constitution was written by the Federalist founders to escape a limited government. The Articles of Confederation. So uh, have you got a, a, a rock in your bucket for that one, Frederick? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we look at the track, I always, you know, for those who don't know my work, you know, I was trained as an engineer, systems design engineer. So I always look at things from a systems, you know, standpoint, you know, systems, statics and dynamics. And, you know, so we're looking at a system and then the individuals and the individuals playing in the system. And you see this transition from, you know, monarchies in Europe to the, quote, new world. And this idea of independence, and then you know we so how do you set up as a colony and set up a different type of system? And it was like you know it was like when they say the founders were like a bunch of farmers larping as Romans. You know how can we redesign Rome? How can we you know do this and make it work? And then you've got this other faction that's like you know y'all are cattle. You know, you got to understand, you know, we own you, you know, you have no rights, no freedoms. And you, so you see these systems battling it. And when we really saw, you know, it start really accelerating, you know, to this, you know, the original articles of confederation are so far in the rearview mirror through the reconstruction after the civil war and around that time that this big shift is changing uh johann wolfgang van goth did his famous quote and it's interesting most people just know the first line they don't tell you the other part so i'm going to read the whole thing here so it says none are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. So that's the one most people know. But it goes on. The truth has been kept from the depths of their minds by masters who rule them with lies. They feed them on falsehoods till wrong looks right in their eyes. And if that doesn't sum up what we have gone through with all those wonderful, you know, different amendments that, you know, kept telling us that we're getting more freedom here, but every one of them just kept taking it away from, you know, it's more, you know, the so-called Reconstruction Amendments, especially, you know, the 13th, 14th, and 15th. So, you know, yeah, how do we, you know, stop this, you know, acceleration towards everything that's the opposite of what 
I think the the original founders want it with this idea of an independent system, and can it be done? That's the other aspect of the great experiment. You know, can it be done? Have they the powers that be declared it a failure, and so we've got to have some computer controlled AI totalitarian nightmare now? So back to you. Oh well, you know, I don't know how you could have said it any better there, Frederick. It. Uh, and the lies, you know, the lies you talked about by uh, in the quote, uh, it has been a steady stream and it started in the very beginning and people don't really understand that. I mean, you know, there were newspapers in 1787 that were sending out, putting on their in their pages that Patrick Henry had changed his mind and he supported the Constitution. And we had all of this, uh, this thing called the Federalist Papers, which were a bunch of marketing lies mm -hmm. to get people to accept the Constitution. And it has just continued with the PSYOPs. The PSYOPs have gotten massive over the years. And of course, nothing could have played into their hands better than the television. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, radio, newspapers, I always love the quote about newspapers is, if you don't read the newspapers, you're uninformed, but if you read the newspapers, you're misinformed, yeah. right? And I think that was one of Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain's, I'm not totally sure on that, but then, yeah, radio, you know, suddenly you just had this invasive force in the old system, and you think, you know, where did people get their information you know, up to that point, it was very localized information. You know, most of it came from the pulpit and the church on Sunday, right? And, uh, right. you know, so when radio and television came in, suddenly you just had this invasive, you know, species in the living room that was, you know, weaponized against that entire system of the American family dream, right? You know, and I always like the uh, quote by the priest who said, you know, having a television in your home is like having a Jew in your living room. And, you know, <laughs> that's like, yes, you know, this thing was waging war on it and we fell for it. You know, we were hypnotized by it, but it did so much damage and you know it was designed for you know like you said it was a psyop you know why do you think they gave it away for free <laughs> that whole thing of oh we're 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 making profit from our sponsors our commercial sponsors and it's like you know no you were giving it away free like the cheese is free in the mousetrap right mm -hmm. yeah so you know but yeah. we fell for it you know the television generation that was us i guess well, and it's, you know, if you if you happen to watch, I don't, but from time to time going by, you know, you'll see it. Or if you uh, go in someplace where somebody else has it on, uh, I mean, I, I don't believe. And, you know, you came from that uh, wonderful engineering uh, background at the no such agency. And we all know what they do. And, uh, well, maybe we all don't, but you and I do. And <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of amazing that uh, people will just continue because here is the thing to make a PSYOP work. And I remember being instructed on this way back when. To make a PSYOP work, the ideal PSYOP makes everyone completely forget they have a brain and do everything in their lives based on emotions and of course the tv helped with that because you had so many emotional shows on and if you look at the news now everything deals with an emotion one way or the other and uh so you have uh, people who can't think but they sure do feel a lot <coughs> excuse me oh certainly buddy <laughs> No, I mean, that's the key thing is the news in America now. They don't report the news. They emote the news. You know, this is what you should think about this, you know. And the voice changes does this bad acting from these people that, you know, couldn't make it as you know, a drama major and actually make a movie. But, you know, they can be a mockingbird anchor on a local television station and they can sell it, right? They can sell it. And this is Edward Bernays. You know, this is you know, exactly what he talked about 
talked about in his books on propaganda and mass marketing. But you know, you're spot on. They emote the news, and you know, one of my soapboxes is just how systematically they change communication law in the United States to let them run these type of psyops on the American people. I mean, that was one of Obama's legacies, along with forgiving the telco industry for all their uh, high crimes and misdemeanors and treason with the spying on everyone before 9-11, I might add. And when we finally proved it, well, what did our Congress critters do? They forgave them. They said 9-11 justified this shredding of the Constitution, especially the First and the Fourth Amendments, right? So, you know, that's a big issue with me because I grew up in communications, right? And so this idea of seeing everything being hijacked by these same little meanie-beanie chicken swingers from Unit 8200 taking over and saying this is the way it's going to be now, and, you know, you need to go along with it or there's the road, you know, and we'll make sure you never work again. And, yeah, this is what we're dealing with with these people that are waging war on us at you know, full spectrum warfare. And like you said, it's a psyop. And the problem with psyops, they work. Yeah. And they have <laughs> they have worked so, so very well. I mean, you look at, you know, who else except a master mind manipulator could get a race of people to turn on their own ancestors. Exactly. I mean, that, you know, and your own family, you know, that was the whole thing is, you know, turn the children against the parents and make the children worship the state and the television and everything, you know, the, the, you know, the faraway land, right? So what you have locally is bad, and, you know, it's that wanderlust that they program the children and your parents are the ones keeping you from all this, right? And, you know, when you look at, you know, rethinking people like Sigmund Freud and that whole Freudian school, and you go back with, you know, these eyes and look at it again, knowing this person was a complete you know, Zionist, hardcore Jewish supremacist who absolutely hated Gentile society and was part of the cabal to completely destroy it. And he comes up with the mind science, right? And you think, you know, how much damage that system has done to us. And they say, oh, no, Freud was helping people. It's like Freud never cured anybody, but he destroyed a lot of people, a lot of families especially. Well, you know, let's go back a little bit. Uh, Were there any of our founders, (laughs) I hate that word, were there any of our founders who kind of predicted this? You know, that's the thing when you go back and you read the sermons from the churches at the time and the, you know, what was in, you know, the limited media and the writers of the time and the poets, et cetera, and you try to get your head around what was going on. It's just, again, to me, it just, you know, had this dual, it's like a schizophrenia. Uh, that you know you had these two competing systems uh, for the you know battling it out for the new world, and one was you know this nationalistic local, you know we just want to go live like we think we ought to live by our book of rules and be left alone, and then this other cabal that's just you know we own the world. Y'all are all cattle. You know, we're running the slave trade. We've been running the slave trade forever. You know, that's what we do. You know, we are superior to you, and we are at war with you. And, you know, we're going to enlist our goyim, our Shabbat goyim, you know, and we will reward them. So that's when you get all this, you know, intellectualism coming up from the university suddenly about, you know, that you know just turned everything on its head in the United States, and that has continued to do so. So I just keep going back to that you know two nature, Romulus and Remus of you know what was trying to be accomplished in the new world, and 
um, it's not what we were told. <laughs> you know, and I didn't, you know, all my you know, primary school, secondary school, college, and university. It's like I think I've learned more listening to you talk about original documents than I learned in any of those, you know, college level classes. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and look how much money you paid for those. Yeah, you know, and what I maybe bought you a free cup of coffee at the Dixie Republic one time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we could, uh, <laughs> we would have a wonderful time with that one, wouldn't we? But uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you familiar with uh, one of our founders by the name of Benjamin Rush? Oh. Oh, break time, break time. Coming out on the other side, folks. Thank you. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Yeah, stop What's that sound? Everybody's missing what's going around Yeah, I love that song That's a great one Well, uh, Frederick, uh, I was asking you Before we uh, ran into the break there Have you heard of uh, Dr. Benjamin Rush? I 
pulled it up and you know made sure we were talking about the same person it's like yes spot on of yeah this guy was one of the ones who was part of that enlightenment and you know founded the american psychiatric association right mm-hmm. uh, you know consider him the father of american psychiatry uh, and you know so wh- who you know, what made you think of him when we were talking about that? Well, what was his answer? I want to touch on medically before I move to the others. But what was the great Dr. Benjamin Rush's, uh, you know, his prescription for every malady known to man? Well, from this, it's looking like it's all in the mind type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but uh, he was very big. He uh, and I've got some quotes on him. He was big on bloodletting. Oh, okay. So if you, so you know, in, in essence, his prescription killed George Washington because Washington had some maladies. Uh, Washington's wife Martha felt like that one doctor wasn't enough, so she ended up with three doctors looking after him, and all of them decided that. The answer to his problems was to bleed him some more, and he uh, actually died of exaduation. <laughs> so, convenient. so he was ki- how convenient, you know. <laughs> he was reminded- killed by the cure. Yes, and you know that's one of the things I had in my notes to talk about. You know, is in addition to the government stuff, is yeah. Let's look at the free will and your rights when you're dealing with these white coats of Baphomet these days, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Because these guys, you know, think they are demigods. You know, I'm a doctor, and so it's interesting that this guy was one of those that helped cure. Uh, I mean, uh, George Washington and, you know, in their own writing, you know, the uh, Grand Sanhedrin in 1489 and re-echoed by, you know, one of the Rothschilds in 1889 as a uh, battle cry of Zionism, you know, they talk about, you know, make your sons doctors and apothecaries so they may take away Christian lives. And Martin mm-hmm. Luther, you know, wrote about this with the Jews. He's like, yeah, Jewish doctors will either help you or kill you, you know, depending on, you know, what their what their agenda is. Or help you and, cure yourself. Yeah, or, you know, help you <laughs> kill yourself. And, you know, they have poisons that will kill you in a minute or in 20 years, you know. And, yeah, it's interesting to read what Martin Luther had to say about Jewish medicine and, you know, what we went through with COVID-9-11 and up here with our new public, you know, our public hospitals are gone. The ones that the public actually bought for the good of the community. Now we have the NGO, you know, privatized hospital because it was more cost efficient, right? And so suddenly, you know, you've got all these people you have, you know, they're not from here and they have the authority of Caesar themselves, you know, to enforce these mandates and you have to wear the masks and you have to get the jab and we're keeping up with it and we're not going to let you in to see your, you know, people in the hospital because COVID and you're to see this republic locked down. Not so much from the swipe of the pen of this bad Congress or whatever, but by these medical people that are from this school of Benjamin Rush. You know, and I always remind people, it's like, you know, who are the number one killers in America? You know, just there by their mistakes alone. The white coats of Baphomet have everybody beat hands down, right? And so what happens when that becomes weaponized, like we've seen in other parts of history, right? The Bolshevik Revolution, you know, how many, you know, Christian, uh, Russian Christians were killed by the treatment by those Jewish doctors, you know? Then you, you find out that, yes, it was a lot. That was one of the favorite tricks of the Cheka and the NKVD to, summon you for a medical exam and then tell the people, you know, the family to come get you and then they'd send you a bill. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for assassination, right? Yeah, well, Frederick, were you aware that Benjamin Rush said that the quest for individual liberty 
was a mental illness. Oh, now that's a new one. I had, did not know that he had that thing. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, put on your quotable ears here because I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The extensive influence which these opinions excited by the excess passion for liberty had upon the understandings, passions, and morals of many of the citizens of the United States constituted a species of insanity which I shall take the liberty of distinguishing by the name of anarchia, unquote. And here's the music. We'll get a break. We'll be back on the other side, folks. Give you a little while to absorb that quote. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. hardest songs in the world to interrupt would be anything by CCR. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the cannons pointed at you, folks, when they waved the flag. Uh, 
Oh, what did you think about uh, Mr. Rush's definition of uh, the quest for liberty, Blackbird? Oh, that is a fascinating When I was trying to find it, uh, to read it again, of course, that one's not in the search list of popular Benjamin Rush quotes. Oh, uh, imagine that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> could you read the last two lines again? Yes, I'll. Uh, well, let me just do the whole thing. Oh, if yeah, do the whole thing. Okay. That was a, re bears repeating. The extensive influence which these opinion, which these opinions, pardon me, excited by the excess passion for liberty, had upon the understandings and the passions and the morals of many of the citizens of the United States, constituted a species of insanity which I shall take the liberty of distinguishing by the name of anarchia, unquote. Wow. And, you know, that was, you know, what's the whole thing of, you know, the land of do as you please, you know, as being just total chaos, total anarchy, where everybody's just their own little pinball bouncing off everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so that idea of, you know, is there such a thing as too much freedom, right? Um, and so that they would see, you know, the system would see the individuals as, you know, a chaos threat, right? Um, and uh, But then to turn it around and say that, you know, the quest for liberty as a mental illness and you know to me that's just really paving the way for the state should make your decisions for you because they will do a better job than you will which is what we hear out of public intellectual my favorite Yuvai Noah Harare <laughs> <laughs> he's lighting the loafers in the holy land right oh, uh, yeah. and you know he's got it all mapped out that you know Goyam you know are just too stupid to make their own decisions we're moving into this age of post free will and that this you know supply and demand will be now you know dealt with logically and intellectually like they've got it all planned out of course they have themselves set up as the priestly class they continue to you know maintain their liberties and independence but we'll all be you know just slaves to this monetary economic system they've got for us the great reset right and so this idea you know that that this is not new yeah like i said this you know they've been planting this poison forever that the individual you know you can't have individual you know, we, we've got to break everybody into society, and then we'll have a nice, peaceful society. And yeah, that's how long has that been going on, right? If we just yeah. have more, if you, if you just give us more power, we'll have peace. Well, Frederick, I want to run something by you here. If I had, uh, if someone had tasked me with the job of taking over the churches of America to the extent that. Uh, would benefit the government. My psyop would be I would find me someone probably by the name of David Barton. And I would probably get David Barton to make up a bunch of wonderful DVDs. I would sponsor no expense. And I would put together a bunch of DVDs which would be just really played throughout the churches. Uh, about how all of the founders were Christians. And that would embody the love of the founders who were, in fact, socialist. And it would embody them and bring that all in together. And, you know, this fellow, actually, there is a guy by the name of David Barton. And, you know, he referred to Benjamin Rush as the father of public schools under the Constitution. Now, are you familiar with Mr. Barton? He's the wall builder guy, right? Oh, that's him, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I remember some of his stuff uh, got popular around the time of Ron Paul's presidential bid around 2012. I think that's when wall builders and the Tea Party and all that were coming out and 
Um, so you think that he was uh, put in place to push this Christian Zionist message? Oh, of, I don't. I don't think there's a doubt, buddy. And not uh-huh. only that, but if you will remember, he got interviewed by John Stewart. And John Stewart took him apart. I mean, just absolutely. He had a bunch of out of context quotes that David Barton had put into all of his all of his uh, various DVDs, especially uh, aimed at the Christian community. He took him apart, and he actually got Barton to admit that Sharia law would be good in America. And of oh. course, <laughs> yes, uh, but. Going back to the Benjamin Rush and the father of the founding father of education, let me read you another quote that you're not going to find in your list from Mr. Rush. And this has to do with the children and the schools. And my quote Let our pupil be taught that he does not belong to himself but that he is public property. Let him be taught to love his family, but let him be taught at the same time that he must forsake his family and even forget them when the welfare of his country requires it, unquote. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's kind of, it gets into that if farmers LARPing as Romans, uh, you know, the whole thing yes. of you are part of Rome, you're part of the greater, uh, you know, and you always have to, you know, identify as that part. And so, you know, I think that's kind of that, uh, coming out of that Roman legal system of, you know, who's a citizen and who's a slave and what is the responsibility of the citizen, you know, you are part of Rome. And so, yeah, I can, but that's an interesting quote. Um, so I well, remember when he was on, uh, oh, uh, uh, Charles, Dr. Charles Stanley in Atlanta, and right. it was a big hoopla about it, and they had to like delete the show and everything. So I remember that <laughs> old kerfuffle there, the late, great uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. Uh, well, did you, were you aware? Were you aware that Benjamin Rush wrote a book about Thomas Jefferson, which the publisher had to remove from their shelves because it was full of lies? Oh, really? He did a smear job on Jefferson? Yes. I mean, even it wasn't, you know, Jefferson certainly was no Christian. He was a deist. And, uh, you know, early on, he had some great ideas on individual liberty and freedom. I've quoted them uh, extensively in a couple of articles. But uh, unfortunately, once he was elected president in 1800, and he uh, held that for two terms through 1809, uh, Jefferson's first term was exemplary. I mean, it was just absolutely fantastic. He had this Secretary of Treasury named Albert Gallatin out of Pennsylvania, and Gallatin was... term this country's ever had. You're uh, breaking up on that last bit. Could you repeat that, please? Oh, the uh, part about... uh, uh, Oh, Jefferson and his second term, or Jefferson and his first yeah, term? Yeah, so you said his first term was exemplary, and then you started uh, breaking up on my end. Okay, all right, buddy, I apologize. Uh, you know, probably a major malfunction here with my equipment. But anyway, uh, uh, the thing that happened here is that uh, very succinctly in his second term, he fell victim to the Lord Acton virus. That's my opinion from reading all of his stuff, because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And nothing troubled me more than uh, the fact that, of course, when Jefferson was elected, uh, the person who came in second was vice president, and that was Aaron Burr. Well, Jefferson and Madison had this uh, uh, really good uh, buddy system going, uh, and They had decided, of course, uh, Jefferson made Madison Secretary of State. Well, 
during that term, they were determined, and you can see this in their writings back and forth, they were determined that they were not going to allow Aaron Burr to become the president after Jefferson. And they were going to do whatever it took. And this came about especially in the second term when Jefferson, of course, this is after uh, Aaron Burr does the world a favor and uh, kills <laughs> Alexander and, and, you know, he was vice president when he did that. Most people are unaware of the fact that he was actually vice president in 1804 when that happened. And so, anyway, uh, they decided between Madison and Jefferson that, uh, you know, the good Aaron Burr, or we, you know, that's a euphemism, uh, but the Aaron Burr had to be destroyed politically. And there is a lot of documented evidence out there that proves that. I mean, they went into the media in New York, and they decided that, you know, they would use New York, that's where uh, Burr was from, and they would use everything at their uh, access, everything that they could access to destroy Burr. And so Jefferson goes before the Congress and tells the Congress he has irrefutable evidence that Burr has committed treason. So Burr gets tried for treason, and of course, uh, Burr... Uh, Burr's attorney, one of his attorneys, was Luther Martin from Maryland. They were they ended up being friends, I think, primarily because Luther Martin had a real crush on uh, Burr's daughter. But anyway, they end up, and so as the attorney, Luther Martin subpoenas Thomas Jefferson to appear at the trial, at the uh, treason trial for Aaron Burr. Well, that's our first known executive privilege, uh, whatever you you know, that he, he uh, used executive privilege and said, no, I will not appear. And so that there is where we get the executive privilege thing. And then number two, then Luther Martin uh, subpoenaed all of his irrefutable evidence, which he also refused to produce. So, uh, you know, that tells me that he didn't have it and that that was part of his. Uh, and let me tell you, when uh, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison decided they didn't like somebody, you better watch out because uh, Jefferson wrote to uh, the wonderful James Madison in 1784 and said, uh, you know, we should pray fervently for the death of Patrick Henry. So if you got on the bad side, uh, they would do whatever it was to take you out. And again, uh, Frederick, that first term, I, I've looked at that, I've examined it, I've looked at it quite extensively, and I do believe that that was the best four years this government ever had was that first term by Jefferson. Your thoughts, sir? Oh, that's really interesting, you know, the um, dynamic. I'm just trying to get my head around why he would go at Burr. You know, what did he think Burr would do uh, with his vision and, you know, Madison's vision of the country? Uh, and, you know, but also just that idea of, you know, playing that real politic. You know, we want to think that these guys were, you know, oh, you know, just the best pals and everything. But, you know, politics is war. And as you were describing all the nasty things they were doing to him, I was remembering, you know, when I used to play politics and I was the rising star of the party and doing, you know, on the executive committee and the chair, county chair and all that and delegate to the convention. And then I came out not only to expose the NSA illegal wires tapping, but also to come out for 9-11 truth. And suddenly I was the you guy in the party you. who had to be destroyed. <laughs> you know, I thought we were going to ride it to the White House, man. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, man, they have screwed up now. We got them. We got them, you know. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I am a bit off a tiger. I had no idea was even there. And uh, wow. Then the next thing I know, I was living out of my car in a tent for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> we I don't know talk we can about that much. No, it wasn't yeah. laughable then, was it, buddy? 
they play hardball. I mean, that's a, but you know, politics is war. It's just a different kind of war. And, you know, it's not your, you know, uh, well, I guess PTAs are war as well. I was going to say, it's not your little PTA meeting. You know, <laughs> those get prettier. You know, just go to your local homeowners association meeting and see just how Machiavellian you know, people get in politics. And But yeah, that's really interesting. But uh, what do you think uh, Madison and uh, Jefferson just were like, if he's elected, he'll do this. You know, why? What? What do you think that was? Where Aaron Burr wanted to go? I mean, well, you know, shooting Hamilton to give him great, you know, gold star in my point. You know, oh yeah, he just did it twenty years too late. I think for mm-hmm. the better betterment of our country. But uh, yeah. any, anyway, uh, the point, my point uh, on this was that I think this goes back to that old North-South separation. Bird was from New York. I, I just don't oh. think that these put him in there. And, <laughs> I don't want no damn Yankee as president. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, uh, you know. Look, we we had Adams, and he was bad enough. Let's not do yeah. that again. So, uh, but uh, if I could, uh, you know, and I would like your uh, comments and thoughts on this. I'm going to read read from Jefferson's second inaugural address given in 1805, and it, he references his first administration. And I went back and checked this, and, and he, he didn't lie about the accomplishments of his first administration. So uh, let me read those and then get your thoughts, if I could, Jeff uh, uh, Frederick, just a couple of lines from it. I think we're going to break. Here comes the break. We'll be back on the other side, folks. Thank you. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. Mine that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 Oh, my. Is there anybody ever any better than the good old Tennessee boy there? Uh, you know, singing that song, uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford. So, uh, Blackbird, uh, I know we're coming up on the top of the hour break. So, I mentioned his second inaugural address, but I what I think I feel compelled to do is to mention something he said in his first inaugural address, which may relate back to your question about Burr. And this is it, and that was that in after the 1800 election and Jefferson wins, there was a group in the north, several states that sought to secede from the Union rather than have Jefferson as president. And in Jefferson's first inaugural, he was very polite with it. He knew it was happening, and he said, look, if you people, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, folks, if you people feel like that it is best for your interest to secede from this union, then do so. But let's remain friends. And, you know, Frederick, what would have happened if uh, Abraham Lincoln would have said that in 1861? <laughs> they would have assassinated him earlier and put somebody else in to run <laughs> roughshod over the South, trying to basically be independent. Well, as, as per the Constitution, yeah, because you know, the string of usurpers and stuff like that, you know. But I thought I thought that that was a very good gesture by Jefferson. Okay, if you think we can't get along, if you think we're not going to be able to do this, and Jefferson knew during his, uh, you know, first administration, and of course uh, that uh, the majority of the opposition he got was from the North. It, you know, he didn't get a lot of opposition in Congress from the South at all. Yeah, and you wonder how many of those people, you know, still thought that. Uh you know, those northern, uh, north, you know, the New England area should still be part of Canada and the crown. You know, oh, yes. Because they, they had power. You, know, you had those, those family lines there. Uh, right. And, you know, so they think, yeah, we'll just become part of Canada and part of the crown again, and you guys can go do your thing, you know. Well, so, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw the first paragraph at us here before okay. we jump to the second hour. And this is if his second inaugural. And he says, and I quote, on taking this station on a former occasion, I declared the principles on which I believed it my duty to administer the affairs of our commonwealth. My conscience tells me that I have on every occasion acted up to that declaration according to its obvious import and to the understanding of every candid mind. In the transaction of your foreign affairs, we have endeavored to cultivate the friendship of all nations, and especially of those with which we have the most important relations. We have done them justice on all occasions, favored them where favor was lawful, and cherished mutual interest and intercourse on fair and equal terms. We are firmly convinced, and we act on that conviction, that with nations as well as with individuals, our interests soundly calculated will ever be found inseparable from our moral duties, and history bears witness to the fact that a just nation is taken on its word when recourse is had to armaments and wars to bridle others. Your thoughts on that before we hit the top of the hour, my friend? Oh, I think I hear the music already. 
Oh, I think you're right, buddy. I think it's top of the hour. We'll be back on the flip side, folks. Thank you so much tuning in to RBN and the National Intelligence Report. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.